Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Kind of, kind of like my uh, my Crowley uh, video award presentation was. <laughs> that was great. Best, best multiplayer award. That was good. I really liked that. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think our friend Cat over from uh, STDs. Spoiler: They, they die. die. I think she really enjoyed it. She sent me a big long Discord about how uh she she laughed pretty hard so well that's good i have so that's the thing uh you so when this comes out when this episode comes out the crowley's will have aired uh the crowley's aired on december 19th uh you're gonna be on there or you're on it i'm on it we were just asked to do a little video uh and i think what did you get you got best multiplayer game best multiplayer uh, best multipliers yeah best multi two player game <laughs> so you got best multiplayer of 2020 i got biggest disappointment of 2020 and my disappointment shouldn't have been a surprise because ea sucks constantly uh and i'm 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 uh this big of a video gamer and you yeah. are, I think, even that, that smaller than that. Yeah, smaller yeah. than that. Um, but yeah, looking at our stats, not that anybody cares. Biggest appointment of twenty twenty. The biggest disappointment of twenty twenty might just be Eyes Forward March, <laughs> or at least her audience. <laughs> her audience. What the hell happened? You're listening to the Eyes Forward March podcast, a project created by a handful of senior enlisted non-commissioned officers who met while attending a senior leader course where they honed their leadership skills and discovered what networking in the military can accomplish. This podcast expands on those principles. Listen along while the sergeants talk through topics that affect soldiers and leaders alike. They'll share their thoughts and opinions, and of course, have some fun along the way. Relax, heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and enjoy the show. I had to nice button jacket. One of my three buttons on my festive. This isn't, suit coat. This isn't a job interview. <laughs> Good, because I wouldn't get it. <laughs> I'd hire you. Why wouldn't you? Right. Um, so let's talk about the holidays. Christmas is upon us. It is yeah. only a few days away. And I, I love this time of year because you have Thanksgiving and then quickly Christmas and then even quicker you have New Year's. And then it's uh, about a week after New Year's when uh, for us and the guard, things just start to pick up. So we all know that we don't go by fiscal years. We do training years, right? So October is a big month for us where we do a whole lot of planning. We get into November and then we start kicking it back a little bit, enjoying the holidays. We get through the new year and then we just hit it hard again. Not looking forward to it, but what are your plans 
for the holidays, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. It's got to make it tough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so newsflash, I'm, I'm not the, the huge Christmas, uh, like I don't have the big Griswold display lights. Yeah, and, we're not either. <laughs> like we don't have any outside lights. I think the kids maybe took them all and hung them up in their rooms or something. <laughs> but uh, we got the tree, all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, I think we're gonna have my parents out for. I think that's the plan. Have them out for Christmas uh, dinner or something, and then. Um, are you gonna cook dinner at your place? Or you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of my place, yeah. Yeah the the wife and I, we our our two families don't really get together, right? Uh, we do. We usually do a quick little four or five hour Christmas thing with my family, and then we do a an overnight Christmas day with uh, her family. I think we're still going to go to her parents and hang out. Uh, but a lot of her family, cause her family's a lot larger than mine, but a lot of her family has said, ah, you know, I, we'd love to go, but with everything that's going on in the world right now, we're just, we're just not going to do it, which kind of works out for us because if it was the whole big family getting together, I personally would be a little worried about it. Yeah. But since it's going to be a much smaller family gathering on her side, I feel a little bit safer, a little bit more comfortable. I'll have a mask. I'm not going to wear it all the time, but you know, maybe if I'm sitting in the living room, if we're all really close together, something like that, I'll throw one on. Yeah. If you're next to grandpa Joe or something. Right. And, 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 uh, one of the, I think one of the grandmas is going to be there and, and that's, I think that's what I'm more worried about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, typically like for us, um, you know, we do the whole Christmas thing as a family, the four of us and, and, uh, invite people out later or the night before that kind of thing. But we try to typically take, you know, the morning and right. uh, just do family stuff, whatever it is. How's your family more of a, a, a morning family or kind of let's sleep in, enjoy it and then get up. So I've got a almost 10 year old uh, daughter. And so it's hard enough to get her to bed Christmas Eve. So she is up and when she's up, we're up. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Growing up, like, you know, we would, mom would always want us to do the midnight candlelight service thing at, you know, church. and Sure. So, yeah, um, there's that. And it's just, yeah, not, not really interesting to me anymore, like, staying up till midnight uh, for that. So. Yeah. No. Uh, we're the same way. I mean, the wife is more into the Christmas thing than I am. Um, I, I'd be okay with just doing a little gift exchange and calling it good. She wants to make it like this whole spectacular. She's, she's the type of woman that would love me to utilize my nerdy skills and create one of those exotic light shows that you have to pull up to and tune in the radio to hear what's going on with the lights. 
Mm. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I can tell you that I have successfully made it uh, a long time, 12, 13 years, something like that, without doing the math on my knuckles. I haven't set up a light bulb yet, so par for yeah. the course. Yeah. So why do you, like, for me, like, the whole, like, the pressure, the gift buying and all that stuff, like... That really just kind of turns me off, like for the whole season. And I think a lot of the guy, the male listeners, are kind of have that same sentiment. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, like the kids and, and my wife, they all get into that pretty, pretty, you know. So I'll tell you what has made it very easy for me throughout the year my wife will just say, oh, this is cool, or I like this, or I like that. And I jot it down in my phone very quickly, as quickly as possible after she says something. So mm-hmm. when we get closer to that time frame, I already know what she wants. And by that time, she's already forgotten that she wanted it. And so I usually don't have an issue with buying gifts i do have i do have an issue though i'm trying there's a couple people still left on my list that i I'm, i gotta figure out something for and i just i've been slacking a little bit yeah i mean i i had all i had 90 percent of my christmas shopping done before black friday yeah No, I'm, I'm trying to think. Silence. Like, huh? Moment of silence. That was, that yeah. was just like no, a big pause. No, I was pause. thinking because, like, I don't, I don't do a lot of the shopping. You know, my wife takes care of most of that. Do you, do you, then, you go out uh, and buy your wife something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, we're kind of the same way though. If we see something, you know, like, hey, this would be awesome. Well, I'm not gonna wait and buy something. Or wait and hope that it's in stock right. in December. Right. I'll go out, I'll get it, whatever. I might just give it to her, you know. Uh, like, I was at the store the other day, and they had these super uh, warm socks. Well, she changed jobs, and it's a concrete building, and apparently it's really cold. I'm like, it's not getting any warmer where I'm at. Yeah. It's, the temperature's only going lower yeah well you only have like above freezing temperatures what 30 days of the year it seems like yeah yeah. although it's been unseasonably warm and if this is what global warming is all about i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) like i was literally it it's what the 10th we're recording this on the 10th i was literally outside most of the day after you know unloading truck um, and I didn't have gloves on. I had my beanie on because I just like wearing beanies, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the hairstyle I have, yeah, you yeah, know, that, lux- works. that luxurious Howard Stern hair. Yes. Do you like true crime? Oh my God, Kat, you can't just ask people if they like murder. I'm curious. Well, curiosity killed the cat. Uh, Does that make you curiosity? No, I'm Logan. And I'm Kat. 
And we're the hosts of the true crime comedy podcast, Spoiler They Die, which is part of the Creative Brain Candy Media Cooperative. We release an episode every Monday where one of us tells the other a story about a serial killer, a survivor, or basically anything morbid and scary. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and by visiting creativebraincandy.com. We're also active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us by searching Spoiler They Die. Also, we're Canadian, in case that matters to anyone. I don't think people listen to podcasts based on people being Canadian or not. People in our Discord server seem to care. Oh, sorry about that, eh? I'm so sorry you all had to listen to that. But thanks for listening to us panhandle. I'm Logan, and I approve this message. I don't I, I don't want to do the uh, acronym thing. Like, okay. I, I want to make a whole episode out of acronyms. So I, okay. I, I, I want to put some effort into that and... um figure that out i want to do a i actually that's what i want to do uh a what about acronyms okay so we we have to put a little bit of thought into that one to make it good right right do you want to talk about phas let's do it okay so the military they do a periodic health assessment pha and this is done annually uh we just conducted ours wait and wait. uh did you actually get an oil check? No. Okay. Well, not not from the army. Okay. When I was but that's not part of your PHA, right? Uh, what's that? So so you didn't during the PHA the periodical health assessment. Yes. Which is done annually by either yes. AMED or um, a, a, Med Debt or whatever. Yeah, LHI, a third party company. Whatever. However, it happens every year. You're required to go through this assessment of medical stuff, you know, uh, that's where pulleys comes in. Right. Um, I, I should know the damn acronym. I was S one for a while. Um, uh, it's, it's physical, upper, upper, lower, lower yeah. ears, eyes. It's basically a full body check. Yeah. Now back in the day you used to get an oil check, which AKA finger in the butt. They don't Why do, do you it hold up way. two fingers? Because <laughs> twenty years, I should probably have three fingers up. But <laughs> but no, they don't do oil checks anymore. No, it's all done through a blood draw. Right. What okay. I was alluding to was uh, a civilian job, where that was part of the pre-employment checklist. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a civilian podcast. I know, but. I wasn't always. Anyway, prior to the PHA, you fill out an online ePHA, the must be electronic or whatever. So it goes through and it asks, hey, let's get to know you. Like, I literally think it says, let's get to know you. But <laughs> you want to this MedPro site, which you can only access from a government computer now. Oh, really? Yeah. And this has to be done no later than 30 days prior to the PHA. So they go through this entire checklist, your name, your rank, your date of birth, UIC, all this. Click, yeah, that's me, next. Then it asks, starts asking all these health things, right? Like, do you, do you have a history in your family of heart disease? You know, all the way down the line. Awesome. Yep, answer, do, do, do. Do you drink alcohol? Do you use tobacco? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. 
then it gets into where I think it gets a little personal. And why the army needs to know what I use for birth control other than this face <laughs> is beyond me. No, so the answer to that question is, oh, what was it? Because that, that was the big thing. Like, people are like, I'm fucking married. No, I don't use birth control, you know? Well, yeah, right, but some people do as they're married. What'd they say? Uh, they came out at one point in time and said that if you're married, just answer yes. That you use birth control? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I, I mean, maybe being I'm, married maybe is I'm birth control, yeah, right? Yeah, being married. It, but see, that's the freaking point, is that some somehow, some way, these dumbass questions, because you're talking, you call it the EPHA. EPHA. We, it's, for us, it's still the PDHA, the pre-deployment health. Deployment health, okay. Same thing. Same. But it's just got a different name. And who knows what other state is using what name. Um, But, yeah, there are certain questions that somehow, some way, some shape, some form have appeared on this questionnaire. And they're stupid. Like, they're, like, who, what's your, who are you looking at? Are you... If you're married, does that question null and void? If so, why am I answering it? You know, right. I I hate the PDHA. Agree. I, I think it's a complete waste of time, and I have not once looked back at the entire PHA, periodical health assessment process, and seen where it makes a difference. I've actually filled it out online before going and then filled it out on paper, almost the exact same thing, and then put it into a little box before I went in, and then halfway through had to get on a computer in their office and answer very similar questions. It's like, where is this going? And so so for me, I feel it's like, is the Army getting paid money to do this survey that... So you feel like you're online assessment we'll call and it says like tobacco use yeah okay i want to get through that thing as fast as i can true no 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 right okay now come drill they do my blood draw they give me my shots they check my hearing they check my teeth we'll get back to fucking dental but (laughs) when i go visit with that with the provider the actual doctor he has on his screen, tobacco use, alcohol use. Like, like, hey, I'm going to be more honest with you or what? So he's like, tobacco use? I'm like, no, quit. Well, awesome. And he's like, alcohol? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he gives me this look. I'm like, what? He's like, well, how much? And I'm like, how much do you want me to say? <laughs> you know? Um. So, I mean, you know, like occasionally or whatever, right? Sell them all the time, whatever. Blood type is Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you go, you check out, and they're like, hey, did they go over your blood work? And I'm like, I asked if it looked good. He said, yes, we're good. So, part of the PHA is they check your hearing, which is this cosmic waste of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but get through that. It's like 10 minutes sitting in the booth with a little clicker. And then if you're like me, most years, you're kind of buzzing. And so you're sitting in this soundproof booth 
and all you hear is the buzzing in your head and you're clicking the button and this this little voice comes over and he's like you are pressing the button when no tone is available and i'm like hmm click the button he's <laughs> like you know it starts out at various frequencies like and then it like gets higher pitched or whatever and fainter get through hearing next station is dental well hold on and before we get to dental dental yeah let's let's not hit dental because we all know that dental is the roadblock of the american ph or the pha so yeah we go in we do the fill it out on paper questionnaire and then they give us our piece of paper and they tell us what stations we have to hit uh blood work is usually very easy height weight vision is usually easy yes the hearing part absolutely sucks because you put those headphones on and they suck to your head so tight <laughs> that 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 no matter how hard you try to focus you you hear yesterday's dinner like digesting and you're like i don't know is that the tone i'm looking for i don't know and then you i've had it where i sit in an individual booth and i'm staring at another guy in an individual booth and i've also had it where there's 12 of us in a booth and there's one guy's always like tapping his foot you're like yeah oh, come on <laughs> and yeah. sometimes i feel like when it comes to hearing they just look at you and if you look like a soldier you've got good hearing if you look like an old crusty bastard you failed I, yeah i honestly believe that because i've i've literally gone in there and be like i don't even freaking know if i hear anything but i haven't pushed the button for 30 seconds so i'm just going to click it once or twice and somehow i have perfect hearing but all I heard was my intestines uh, digesting dinner. So anyway, then you get out and you go to dental and you have to go in. That's where you have to get on the computer and you have to fill out this electronic form. That's much like the EPHA that you did before you even arrived and before mm -hmm. you even walked in the door on paper. Then you get your, your x-rays and then you have to wait forever to see a dentist. And the dentist, for some reason takes forever now why is that why why okay so we've alluded in the past to various vices that soldiers have oh yeah and have sure. had so soldiers will love candy soda oh yeah beer, tobacco Licky products chewies. of all kinds yep it's what soldiers do not love is minty flavored paste and a brush. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> True story. True story. Uh, so Joe, Joe goes in and Joanne, soldiers, go in to the dentist. Just pulled a, a, a dip out. Any tobacco use? No, 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 good. no don't do that. As, as the dentist takes his gloved finger and pulls out the rest of your dip <laughs> none <laughs> that happened not to me but it has happened no it, yeah no it, it has happened okay so, so let's just talk about this i mean i know that we're talking about pha yeah but the vices that the military is truly concerned with during the pha is tobacco and alcohol yeah 
And so you have to think when you're going through these things. Number one, if you are consuming a lot of tobacco products, that's what they're really looking for is excessive use. Yeah. But the way that they they question it and the way that they they research it and everything is like, do you sniff a beer more than once a month? You do? Oh, then you're an alcoholic. Do you smoke one cigarette per hour? You're you're addicted to nicotine. And that's Great. that that that's what they wanna I- identify and that's what okay. they want to get rid of. So let me with say our generation and the upcoming generations energy drinks they're not any healthier for you no than beer tobacco it's another vice it is like literally people are addicted like i I, i've seen people drink like they say on there do not consume more than three of these a day i've seen people go like six yeah i've seen do not consume more than one a day but i mean i want one of those yeah no you're absolutely right and they have gotten better over over time uh with those questions they've they, they're starting to ask the 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 sugar they're they're alluding to the sugar intake yeah and that's fine but they're 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 not focusing on it as much as i went into uh when last pha i went uh i i i went into i got to the dentist and he's like do you consume tobacco or do you smoke and i'm like oh, i have the occasional cigar and he's like oh you know that's bad for you Roger, sir, I know it's bad for me. Like, I'm I'm not freaking Ulysses S. Grant. I'm not smoking 50 cigars a day. So at that point in time, it's like, look, I don't have a problem with what I'm doing. I understand what I'm doing. So the answer is, no, I don't, con- I don't use tobacco. Yeah. Right? Now, if I were to have just smoked a cigar and then walked into the PHA, I can't tell them that because I smell like cigar smoke. Right. So be aware of that. You know, don't say that you don't consume alcohol if you smell like a distillery. Well, I think this episode is getting really close to an end, but before we go, this time of year is a troubling time of year. It's a time of year where you have a lot going on. There's so many good things to celebrate and so many bad things that happen or are happening or that just weigh heavily on you. And this actually can cause very bad things to happen. And so out of all the months in the year, unfortunately, sometime this time of year, the the Christmas time, you just got done with uh, Thanksgiving. Things are great. There's not a lot of stress. It just happens. And then you get going into the Christmas thing the holiday season, the gift buying, and you have bills and you have presents and there never seems to be a whole lot of money. Maybe you have relationship problems. It, 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 it There's just a whole 
thing that can happen, a whole scenario that can play out. And unfortunately, with a heavy heart, Sergeant Bacon and myself have to, we just have to take a few minutes to point out that this time of year, suicide is a real thing. It's something that you need to be aware of, whether it's within yourself, somebody you know, a brother or sister in uniform, a family member, doesn't matter who. It's very important that you recognize red flags, that you talk to people, you ask the hard questions, find out what's going on, see if somebody needs help. Now, I don't know, Sergeant Bacon, if you've ever been in a situation or or had an instance where this hits home for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. On both, you know, military and civilian sides, I've, you know, unfortunately um, dealt with this. And uh, it's, you know, this time of year, you know, it's, it's just really tough for people, some people. And just, uh, well, I guess all I could say is, you know, when if somebody reaches out and you haven't talked to that person for a while, you know, definitely take that call. You know, we're all busy and got our own lives going on, but answering that phone call, you know, could could be the, um, you know, what what keeps them alive. Not. Not only taking that phone call, reacting, but reacting, uh, yeah, uh, not only taking that phone call, but taking the time and the consideration of thought to make that phone call because maybe, you know, a soldier or a family member or who knows, maybe over the past couple months and especially with the world it is today with COVID and everything like that. It's not just your military personnel. It's your first responders and saying, Hey, how's it going? Is everything okay? You know, typically what I do, um, between, um, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas is, you know, anybody that's, uh, ETS or, you know, left for retired or whatever, um, other reasons. I shoot him a text. Uh, you know, so I'll shoot him a text and uh, just, hey, what's up? How's it going? How's life? Because that transition sometimes from military to civilian is, is difficult and, and, uh, shoot. One time, I think one of my soldiers, well, he's an LT, and uh, I get into being like a four-day text chain with him just to, you know, he just was just grateful somebody actually opened up and talked to him, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are resources out there. There's a lot of resources, but the first thing that you need to do is you need to reach out to that person and just talk to them. Show them that you care because nine times out of 10, that's what it really is. 
there's going to be a lot of underlying issues. There's going to be a lot of things going on. And if you're like me, you're not a psychiatrist. You're not an expert. You don't know all the answers uh, other than, hey, buddy, hold on. Let's get in touch with somebody. Let's figure this thing out. That's the best thing that you can do. Call your first line leader. Call your first sergeant. Call your call your commander. Call your full-time staff. If 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 Sergeant Bacon, if I see something going on with him, I'm going to I'm going to get on the Google machine. I'm going to find a phone number and I'm going to call the police and I'm going to be like, "Hey, do a welfare check for me." Yep. I I I need to know that this cat's okay and and we need to figure something out step back think it out find a solution the solution is easier to find than what you truly think it is and don't take something like this on by yourself move forward do the right thing stay safe and we'll see you next time on Eyes Forward March. I'm Sergeant Seagar. I'm Sergeant Bacon. Until next time.